scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. It's a weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together and we talk about spooky things, ghost stories, true crime, unsolved mysteries. Ah! Which they brought back. We'll talk about that in a minute. But any other just weird or sometimes paranormal, sometimes not. Just strange, weird things, whatever we want to talk about. Because it's our show, isn't it, Sarah? And not yours. Correct. So welcome to the show, everybody. If you're new, but like most, like we don't, we don't get new people. <laughs> I feel like. You're already, we, you're already here. You're already here. You're here. You're stuck. Get used to it. But if this is your first time listening, Sarah would tell you to start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. I was going to say, we do get new listeners, but as soon as they start listening to us, they're like, oh, crap, they yelled at me to start at the beginning. Let me go start back at the beginning. And, and then, then they, they catch up. Out. And then they fade oh, out. Oh, they catch up. They do catch up. Okay. Maybe they catch up. I hope they catch up. They don't drop off. It's like Who when knows? I listen to um, Hello from the Magic Tavern, and they always make the snide jokes about how people tend to drop off and no one's really listening anymore. I was like, oof, I feel that. <laughs> but I'm also like, psh, y'all are lying. <laughs> y'all, y'all popular. Y'all you just don't have live oh, shows so right popular. now because of COVID. I know. Save it, Magic Tavern. We love you. Have us on. I would love to be a guest on Magic Tavern. I would love for them to be on our show. Let's get one of them. Get one of them to be on our show. Everybody, email uh, puppies. No, what is it? Uh, Magic Tavern at puppies.supplies. Supplies.com. Or chunt with six T's at Gmail. Yes. But they say it's real. I would take um, any of them. Any of them would be great to have on the show. Well, yeah, and tell them to have us on their show. (laughs) Who did we just find who had a cameo? And I was like, oh my God. A Chris Hansen? Was that who had a cameo? Oh, or I don't who know. Else? I Car- Carol Baskin. Oh, maybe it was Carol Baskin. I feel like there was someone that we found out had a cameo, and I was like, oh my god, we should get them to do a cameo for us. Well, Cameo sent me an email telling me that Carol Baskin is now on Cameo. That was probably what I was They're thinking They're like, of. you want to know. You're, you're going to want to know this. I bet she charges so much money for hers. I want to say it was only like 100 bucks. Oh, that's not that bad. Still, yeah. I don't really want to give $100 to Carol Baskin. But if right. one of our listeners wants to get us one of those Carol Baskin cameos. Forget our, our Patreon. Just send us cameos. Send us of cameos. celebrities endorsing our, our podcast. That's how we're going to pay the rent. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> rent. Oh, my God. Speaking of rent, Ooh. Stephanie came back from the woods. All right. I was like, how, how many giants did you kill? Well, you don't have to pay rent in the woods. Into the woods. Um, no, we our weird roommate moved out, and we're also looking for a new apartment. Oh, um, that's right. I forgot about that whole saga. That's too. why I was like, speaking of rent, but no, we're gonna no, we're gonna talk about my camping trip to the woods real quick. So for Val's birthday, Val's my partner. We went to a um, gay clothing optional campground called the Woods in the Pocono Mountains. And um, we were naked and slept in a tent. The whole time was absolutely marvelous. It's definitely like 99% dudes because they go there to like fuck. Hang <laughs> they out go with there to like hook up. up with other gays, right? And have their dicks out. 
Um, but we did have many, um, we did have many younger gays and a few maybe like middle-aged gays come up to us and tell us like how nice it was to see lesbians at the campground, which was really funny. Right? They're like, we really wanted to be like diverse here. We want everybody to feel welcome. We're like, that's so sweet. We don't need to be all dongs all the time. All dongs, all of them. Oh, girl, there, there were dongs, and like you, we looked at them, but like there were, there were a few that we were like, did you see that guy's dong? Did you see that dong? That's a schlong dong. And not just like between the two of us, like we talked about it with other dudes at the campground, like we'd be in the pool and we'd be like, oh my god, that's the dude with the beer can dick. Did you guys see the beer can dick guy? That's him right over there. You wouldn't think it by looking at him, but when he gets out of this pool, you keep your eye out because he's got. A beer can dick. You're like, like sir, are you smuggling like a, a PBR in your pants? <laughs> in your dick. You know he's not because he's naked. That's what I'm saying. We could see these dicks. Um, anyway, no, we had a great time. Uh, and I was going to tell you about my favorite part of camping. So, um, uh, which is called Safari. So, a little bit more about the woods. Um, it's been there for like 17 years. Uh, and it's only open in the summertime. They're not open in the winter, but there are people that have like permanent sites. Um, but they don't live there in the wintertime. It's like their summer house, but it's, you know, like a tiny home or like a trailer, like on the campground and they just come and like live their best summer life there. Mm -hmm. And anybody that has a perm site has a golf cart. Okay. So one of the people that we, um, were like, talking to was the like resident drag queen of the woods whose name yes. is Heidi. Her name is Heidi Ho. Yes. And it was her and her husband. And uh Safari is with somebody who has a golf cart um takes you out like around the campground to, property. Like, okay. You the it's like view property. the whole campground, right? The whole property, which like the campground, they own a lot of property, but they, um, it's because they've been slowly expanding. So as any property that has come up like around them has come up for sale, they've like purchased it and they're trying nice. to like grow out. So the part that we, the, the part of the campground we were staying in is like the newest part of the campground. Mm. So it didn't have like all the power outlets yet, which it's like, we knew we were camping. So like we didn't. Yeah. It was a big deal. You were like, that's kind of the point for us right? this time. So we went, mind you, we had our masks on and we were facing the back because we were on the back of the golf cart. So we were safely, <laughs> you know, hanging out with these people. So they're facing the front and we were facing the back and we all had masks on. Um, so Heidi took us out on safari. So you go like away from the campground and like up on the mountain and you're like in a golf cart and through the woods, like it's some treacherous shit. And it was amazing and she's like what? she's definitely like drunk on like driving us on this golf cart. driving the golf cart drunk right but oh, no. but she's like driving us around she's like this is called the kitchen sink as you can see we've got all everything here and the kitchen sink which it looked like kind of a junkyard <laughs> but there was a kitchen sink like right at the front of it and then she's like this we call the nile and it had rained and there was this huge puddle and she goes into it and like we stop and we're like oh my god oh my god and we're like oh are we stuck we're we going and she's like everything okay okay we're all talking we're talking and she's like oh just stuck on my dress and like pulls the dress out of the puddle <laughs> And we're like, oh, Heidi, you bitch! Like, we 
we're just like laughing and having an amazing time. Um, one of the things that we strode upon, this is like one of the first things we came upon in the safari, was, now remember what I told you the woods is all about. We rolled up on a dude getting a BJ from another dude. And he was like, the dude getting the BJ was like this big ginger bear. And he was just like head back, like, ah. Like living his best life. Right. And then the guy going down on him was like, like this little otter just like, like going at it. But the thing is, like, we pulled up on them. Where I was like, was he the security guard? Which would have been hilarious. No, 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 no. But we so Go on in, guys. We pull up on them and the headlights are like on them. And Heidi's like, here we have, like, talking about them like they're part of the ride. And they, <laughs> like, fucking animatronics at Disney World, like, they just keep doing what they're doing, like, unfazed by us. They're just like, yes, blowjob. And we're like, yeah, blowjob! And then, like, the golf You're doing great. Your form is great. Yeah, good job. And we pass all these, like, little chairs throughout the woods where it's like, this is a place where people come for blowjobs. This is a place where people come for blowjobs. So it's just, like, known. Like, they knew if they went there for a blowjob, they were also going to be a part of the tour. Right. If you wander, I mean, I don't know what they knew about the safari, but it's basically, if you're wandering off into the woods, it's to go find somebody for random sex. Right. So then we go to, like, the top of the, like, the top of their property, like, this mountain, and it's a full moon, and we're looking, like, down on the campground, and it was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, And then, right, it was great. And then one of the last things we saw was there was an underwear tree, and they were talking about how, and there's a tree, it just had all these pairs of underwear up in the tree, and they're like, when you come up here, you're supposed to throw your underwear in the tree. Do you ladies want to throw your underwear in the tree? And we're like, oh, we both came on this safari naked. Like, we were both just wearing hoodies and no mm-hmm. clothes. No, no underwear, yeah. So, so we're like, like, we don't have any to throw. Right? We were both like, I so would, but I don't have any underwear on me right now. Um, so it was a marvelous trip. Um, at one point, we took a, uh, we went to a diner, which there were, like, no people there, and everybody was super... We were, like, spaced out from any people. So we're like, okay. And we had our masks on the whole time, except when we were eating. Um, and the, the one of the waitresses, all the waitresses had face shields. One of the waitresses came up. And they just, like, of course, we mentioned, you know, we're here from Philly. Like, we're just out camping. And so all these women are like, oh, you're from the city, huh? Like, asking all these questions. And they asked, like, where we were camping. And we're like, oh, at the Woods Campground. And this lady's talking to us for a minute. And then she's like, is that the nudist one? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, she got, like, so excited. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. What's it like up there? Oh, my God. Like, she's like, you're from the city and you're staying at the nudie And you're a bunch of gays at the the nudie campground. Like, what's happening? How how metropolitan of you. Um, Oh, my God. And yeah, it was uh, it was a trip. It was a really good time, and we went to this weird what's it calls itself the world's largest general store, and it's called Country Junction, and it's very much like, and this is how I imagined it to be, but then like, and then there was some more weird shit to it. So I imagined it to be very much like the general store part of Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Right. So it was. There was a lot of that kind of shit, but like a huge store of it. And you can't just like, there aren't aisles. You don't just walk through. It's set up to be like the yellow brick road. 
And the Wizard of Oz is playing at the entrance on a loop all day. I asked the girl who worked there and I told her I was so sorry. And (laughs) you're supposed to like follow the yellow brick road through the country junction. And we went twice because we went the first day and we're like, okay, there's a lot of, most of what we want to get here is like jams and like cool foods and stuff. And we don't want to keep any of that at the campground. So we'll come back again on our last day and like take that stuff home with us. Um, and also just to experience the yellow brick road again. Right. So along this yellow brick road, there are really creepy, uh, animatronics. Okay. Stop. But they don't play unless you have a play card to like swipe and like play them. Right. So they're just like all frozen there, but you come, like you come up on like the lion and the scarecrow and they're all really, really really old old oh no it sounds so scary i wish you had pictures did i take any pictures i don't know if i did so oh my god stephanie fail here's the thing though here's the podcast so the second day that we went i passed the machine where you get one of the cards to play them and i was like I have to do this. Yes. You can't not. Because they're free. And, like, you had to pay for the card because there's also, like, arcade games, like, scattered throughout. So the idea is that, like, you would play your little claw machine or whatever. But all of the animatronics are free with the card. So every animatronic we came across, I would do it. Even if we weren't, like, looking at anything in that area, I would run through and turn on every animatronic. And they would all just start going, all right. And none of them are, like, in sync with each other. So you can, like, hear them, like, all of the It was so goddamn creepy. It was so fucking creepy. And their eyes just kind of, like, go go back and forth. I can't believe you didn't get a picture or a video or something. I I wonder if we could find these online. I, I bet we could. But they are I also was so creepy. Um, I was going to ask what happens if you step off of the yellow brick road, but now I'm just assuming the animatronics kill you. <laughs> oh, God. It's like a five creepy. night at Freddy's, but it's like yes. five nights in the yellow brick road at Country Junction for yes. some reason. And like they had one of them was the tree. Like it was creepy and he yelled at you about apples. The Dorothy one was definitely like. The most hideous. <laughs> oh, God. I have to look it up and see if this place is online. What is it called? Country Junction. Country Junction. The biggest general store. So that's what they're touting is that they're the biggest general, like the world's largest general store. Yes. They're not touting the fact that we have the world's scariest Wizard of Oz animatronics. And I, yeah, I'm like, I don't or see. Or that it's a walk through the the magical Wizard of Oz, Land of Oz. Right. I cannot. Yeah, they're Country Junction. really creepy. This is it. But I swear to God, there's no story about why the fuck it's the Wizard of Oz I inside. Right. And it's the whole thing isn't Wizard of Oz themed. That what was that's what was so weird to me. If everything was Wizard of Oz themed, I could get it. But I was like, what does any of this have to do with Wizard of Oz? Then the answer was nothing. It didn't have anything to do with Wizard of Oz. I swear to God, there's, like, only one tiny section about it yeah. on the website. And I can't even find. What in the world? This is crazy. I have to look more into what the hell this place is. Yeah. I can't believe there are any. Now I'm mad I didn't take any pictures. Because I was like, oh, I'm sure they're, like, online. And there aren't. And they are fucking weird. They're so weird. 
Yeah, there's, like, not much on the... I was like, there's not much about it, like, picture-wise on the website. Yeah. It looks like they're hiring, though. (laughs) Well, you have to be okay with having Wizard of Oz on a loop for eight fucking hours in a day. No, I would die. It wouldn't even take me eight hours. I think I would be done. Okay, the next... I'm gonna look on... I wanna look on Yelp real quick and see if there are any, like, customer pictures. Reviews? Oh, well, if any, because you know how customers can, like, take pictures around yes. and post them on Yelp? So I just want to see if anybody, like, posted any weird fucking pictures from pictures. the thing. Okay, here's somebody sitting next to the Glinda one. So I'm sending it to you on Instagram. So you can see, like, just that example. Like, they're fucking creepy. Oh, they are. They're so fucking creepy. They're so creepy. Oh, this was at the entrance. (laughs) Ew, does he have a face? Did you see the caption? Well, this is a day ruiner. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you first walk in. That's at the entrance. (laughs) And that one just goes off. That one you don't have to play. It just goes off by itself. Ugh. Yeah. I just wanted you to... I was like, I've got to be able to find something. Like, they're fucking terrifying. They're so creepy. Yeah. That's scary. I bet they're haunted. Yeah. But yeah, the Glinda one is pretty, pretty horrible. It looked like the, she was the, like sneering, like she's like unhappy. Yes. She's like, like she's like snarling. And then next to her, they have a cutout of what Glinda right, is supposed, what she's to, supposed look to look like. like. So you're like, this isn't, where's the nice one? But yeah, the Dorothy one is the most fucked up. Like it's Damn so it, scary. That's the one I really want to see. We've got to do some more research to find the Dorothy one. All right, but now we're back. There's our woods country junction nightmare banter. Ooh. So that's country junction. It was part of my time at the woods. So safari and the weird experience of care of country junction was pretty interesting, but Oof. I had the most fun on the safari. Like it was amazing. That sounds like a lot of fun, but yes, I am. I am sorry. I didn't take any pictures at country junction cause it's fucking crazy and um. terrifying. I'm really sorry, like the whole, too. The whole place isn't crazy, just, like... That area. The fucking creepy Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah, you really uh, dropped the ball on that one, Stephanie. Uh, there... <laughs> I'm looking through my pictures just to double check. But there's a... I guess it's a t-shirt that someone took a picture of. You know the the Daft Punk song, um, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger? Yeah. So it's that, and it's in the same print, but it says softer, worse, or slower, weaker. (laughs) (laughs) I love worser. Worser. Softer, worser, slower, weaker. (laughs) Softer, worser. Well, that's where this show's going. Worser, weaker. That was a lot of banter, but that's uh, what, those are some highlights of my last week or so. Well... My week has been pretty uneventful. The only thing that I had was a little bit of banter popped up that I felt was important 
information for the show, and I don't know if you've heard this yet or not, or what you know about the saga going on between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And they're split up and everything going on there. Um, Does so that the mean? Last, yes. The last thing that I heard, um, this was a few months ago, was that she, that he was actually a victim of abuse and that she had staged a lot of things. And there's a recording of her being saying something where she's like, oh, what are you going to tell people that you're an, a domestic abuse victim? Like, are you going to say, I'm Johnny Depp and I've been abused? Like, it was really, it was bad. Yeah, I'm uh, not a big fan of hers. And I definitely believe that, like, she's absolutely pulling this line. But the latest thing, so they've started, the trials have started, like, their court, everything's happening. And what came out, I believe it happened this week, um is that apparently during one argument when they were having a fight, she went and she took a shit in their bed and left it with the hopes of him finding it. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Stop. Of course you she want to talk about this. shit the bed on purpose. She's. I was like, okay, so she's not a pooper intendant, right? But I think I'm going with she's the number two wife. The number two wife. Unless I can think of something else. But yes. And so what she's saying, though, in defense is she's like, no, he took the shit and now he's blaming it on me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it's not that didn't happen. It's no, he's the one that took the shit. (laughs) He took the shit and now he's blaming it on me. But apparently one of their housemaids came forward to testify to say that no, uh, the shit was already there and Johnny was the one to come across it. And she knows cause she had to clean up the shit. This grown ass 34 year old woman was having a fight with her husband. And you know what she said in her mind? She went, I'm gonna go take a shit on his side of the bed. That's how I'm gonna get him. That's how I'm gonna prove my point. I just, have you ever heard, have I ever told you the story of like, there's this guy who, had wronged me and I was like I'm gonna go and key his car and then I was like no I'm gonna go and put a tampon in his gas tank and I was like no I don't want to like damage the car I just want to like make him feel bad so maybe I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna squat on the hood of the car and I'm gonna pee on the car and then I was like, but then there won't be anything there. Like, you'll just, maybe it'll smell like pee. And I was like, I'm going to go. Did you take a shit on the car? And I'm going to take a shit on <laughs> this car. And then I'm going to write in the shit, you're a piece of shit. And then I was like, Stephanie, that's something then a crazy person would shit. do. A crazy person would do that. Are you a crazy person? And I was like, I mean, I'm not that kind of crazy person. So what'd I'm you do? Gonna, I'm not going to do it. I keep it. No, I did what a normal non-crazy person. I got over it. (laughs) Like, but you could do what kids in my high school used to do and put a piece of gum under the door handle on the driver's side, so he when goes to open the door, he just gets a handful of gum. We did uh, shaving cream on somebody's car one time. That's a good one. And I'm pretty sure we put it like all over the windshield, and we put it like in everything. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if anything beats shitting in your own bed, but she did it. <laughs> she she shit the bed. She did it. She did it. So here to keeping you abreast of all of the poop news out there in the world as everything's getting all shitty, it's Sarah. Hey. Sarah's going to cut so much of this. We've got a half hour of banter. Yes, it'll be a lot. Most of Country Junction. <laughs> right, most of us looking for pictures of Country, of Country Junction. Junction. That's going to go. Um, I mean, do you want to move on? Do we get into it? Um, yeah, I guess now we can get into the not the show. <laughs> Let's start the show now, y'all. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Se- I'm Stephanie, but hey, Sarah. I thought we were starting. Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> hey, Stephanie. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Leslie. Leslie? Y'all, Y'all ready, ready to, to talk, talk about, about some, some ghosts? ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Are you going first? I can go first. My I feel like you wanted to go first because you're like, mine's like short. It is kind of short. Now that we've bantered for half the show, um, it works to have a short one. Yeah, no, mine's kind of short. I can go first. Go for it. All right. It's not a ghost story. Sorry. It's a murder. Uh, but this is the murder of Jodine Saren. And this happened in Carlsbad, California on Valentine's Day, 2007. So Jodine was 39 years old at the time. She did suffer from mental illness and had been diagnosed with schizophrenia on top of some other illness, but I couldn't find anything about what exactly it was. However, even though she suffered mental illness, she was still high functioning and she was able to live alone in her own condo. She couldn't drive, however, so her parents were a big part of her life and they drove her to her appointments, etc. She was a big member of different clubs and like mental health uh, organizations. So she was a part of the community and had friends and like a group around her. So high functioning, but she did have a mental illness. Her parents were Art and Lois Saren and Jodine was their youngest daughter. And like I said, they were close with their daughter. They were happy. Lois described Jodine as doing very well considering, but that life could still be a struggle for her at times, but that Jodine stayed positive and always was like trying to move forward. So on Valentine's Day, 2007, Art and Lois went to dinner and went to catch a movie celebrating the holiday. And like a mom, although she was having a nice time with her husband, towards the end of the night, Lois realized that she hadn't heard from her daughter at all that day. And they hadn't talked to her since the night before. And it was odd for them to go like a full 24 hours without hearing from their daughter. So it was around 10 p.m. when the movie finished and they decide that they would go and check on Jodine because she wasn't answering her phone. So they went and knocked on her front door and she didn't answer. So then they used their spare key, which obviously they'd have a spare key to their daughter's apartment. And they tried to get into their daughter's house, but they realized that the chain was on the latch. They noticed that all the lights were on in the home and they called her name through the partially open door. But once again, no reply. As their concern grew, the dad, Art, forced the door open, breaking the lock. So they went into the house. All the lights were on. Everything seemed normal. They were thinking she had maybe gone to bed, didn't turn the lights off, or she was in the shower. So after searching the, I believe the condo was two floors because 
the path that they take is important. So they start out downstairs, they search the downstairs, they go upstairs, and they go to her bedroom, and they push open the door. And while the door's open, they catch a semi-naked man on top of Jodine in the bed. And assuming that they were interrupting an intimate moment between their daughter and a partner, they closed the door and they rushed out to another part of the condominium, like thinking, oh my God, we just walked in on like our daughter having sexy time with a partner. And I don't think that's what they walked in the, on. Yeah, it, if it was, we wouldn't be talking about this story, would we? Um, of not. So they're out there at a different part of the condo and they're just waiting they're like, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. And minutes ticked by and there was, there seemed to be no movement coming from the bedroom. And so they finally were like, okay, um, you guys, are y'all done yet? Like, we just yeah. wanted to check. We just want to make sure you're okay. And like, everything's good. Um, and they received no reply. So then they go into the bedroom and there was no man there. The guy was gone and Jodine was lying motionless on her bed. Um, at that point, the dad and mom grabbed her and placed her on the floor and began resuscitation. However, it was way too late. Jodine was already dead. She was cold to the touch, indicating that she had been killed hours beforehand. Um, they thought she'd been strangled to death, but upon autopsy, it comes to find out that the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. So she had been viciously bludgeoned and strangled to death. And the moment when the mom and dad had entered the room and seen the man on top of their daughter, that man was her killer. And that was, uh, necrophilia because she was way dead by the time they caught him. However, they did not see the man leave. They could discover no entry or exit point for the killer. No windows in the bedroom had been fro- no windows in the bedroom had been broken or forced open, and there was no sign of forced entry at the door. Remember, the parents had to unlock the door with the key, and then the chain was locked from the inside. Despite this, the investigation refused to fully rule out a forced entry. And as for an exit point, after the mom and dad left the bedroom, they went to a section of the condo where they were unable to see the bedroom or the front door. So they think more than likely the killer finished and just walked out the front door. Oh my god, that's awful. Nothing in the condo seemed to be missing, so that ruled out a robbery. Nothing was torn up in the condo. Um, unknown male DNA was found at the crime scene, but when ran through the database, it turned up nothing. Now the dad, Art, felt like he had recognized the man, um, that he saw in the room. He thought that the man might've been someone that, um, she knew through her circle of like disabled friends from the different groups and communities, And so Art said if this was the man, he didn't have a car, and so he would have used public transit or a bicycle. And they identified the man, and the man provided DNA sample, and it was not him. So he was ruled out. Mm -hmm. This happened in 2007, and by 2017, there were still no suspects in the case whatsoever. God, that is awful. In 2017, a new DNA technology came up. That was able to perform, though that was able to transform the genetic material found at the crime scene into a somewhat digital image of the suspect, which got down information down to the skin color, eye color, hair color, gender, ancestry, and face shape. 
So according to this, obviously, they were like, it's a white dude, blonde or brown hair, some freckles. And according to the mom and dad, they said that the man they saw in the room was a heavyset man with a large stomach, disheveled hair, around five feet to six foot, five feet, eight inches to six feet tall. And they believe that the suspect was an acquaintance of or had just met the victim as opposed to have being been a um, friend from her group. As of 2017, there was currently a $52,000 reward for any information that could lead to the apprehension and conviction of her killer. In November of 2018, they found the suspect. A man named David Mabrito was identified as the suspect in the rape and murder. They were able to get his DNA because of like familial ties, like the way they were able to do with... um the Golden State Killer. So they found yeah. familial ties through the DNA. They found that With led some to ancestry. this guy. Biz. Yeah, some 23andMe software. Um, and they found him. Unfortunately, he had committed suicide in 2011. So justice was kind of served. We do know ultimately who killed Jodine. Unfortunately, throughout this whole process, her parents, the mom had said things such as, we kind of have a feeling like what if we find him and he's already dead, like 10 years have passed, you know, we're not really going to get justice for this. And I just can't imagine being the parents and that guilt of walking in, seeing Mm -hmm. something that you think is consensual only to find out that you're witnessing the kill, like the killer was right there within your hands and you presumably let him walk out the front door. So that's the uh, unfortunate murder of Jodine Saren. Like I said, it was short, but it's a story that you're just like, ah, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. So that's awful. Makes me want to go back to the Wizard of Oz animatronics. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a little. Mine is my story's like a little lighter, but it's still like. I was like, end us on a like better anything. note. End us on a better note. Uh, did you want to play a promo? <laughs> you know what? Yes. Let's do that. Everyone, go take a breather. Go get a drink. We're going to be bringing a promo back from our BFFs of old, our friends over at Southern Spirits. Take it away, Mitch and Leah. Hey, y'all. I'm Leah Lawrence. I'm her husband, Mitch Lawrence. And we host the Southern Spirits Podcast. Each week, we'll sip on a Southern brewed craft beer or wine and toss back a Southern distilled liquor, and I'll let y'all know how I feel about them with a review. And after we are good and tipsy, I'll bust out a couple of strange, spooky tales from the American South. We are all about true crimes, mysteries, paranormal activity, and cryptozoology. Basically, if it's Southern and boozy, we'll drink it. And if it's Southern and weird, we'll talk about it. So join us as we drink our way through the folklore of the South. Find the Southern Spirits Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Bye, y'all. All right. You ready? I am. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Um... So, I apologize. I apologize. So, what I'm going to talk about today is yeah. something that is ongoing. And when I first heard about it, I thought this was like just some like I thought this was like a joke, like an internet joke. And then I started to look into it and I was like, wow, like this is a thing that I should be paying attention to. And that is the hashtag #FreeBritney movement. So, yes. have you looked have you looked into it? 
Not a ton, but I've definitely read. So Charlie pulled something up on Facebook and he was like, have you read this? And I read like I skimmed it. So like I, I've skimmed it, but I haven't dove into it because I know that you were going to talk something about it. I thought you were going right. to talk about how Brittany's being forced to dance on Instagram to distract people from the rest of the world. I mean, not from the rest of the world. Do you think she I mean, was forced to burn down her gym because she burned down her gym? <laughs> I heard about the burning down of her gym. So the burning down of her gym is um, from forgetting a candle. Like she left a candle burning and she burned down her home gym. So I'm like, part of it's funny and I want to laugh, but part of it is like, that's actually really fucked up. So here's why. So we'll get into this. So first we're going to talk about what's going on with Britney Spears, right? So Britney Spears is in a conservatorship. So what that means is it's a legal, this is from Wikipedia, it's a legal concept in the United States. A guardian or a protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another due to physical or mental limitations or old age. So it's usually for people who like have dementia or people who are older and don't really have the capability to take care of themselves. And it's a step beyond like power of attorney, right? Like power of attorney is like they make your like legal decisions, but a conservatorship is like almost like you're, they're your legal guardian. Like they are with you. They are taking care of you. And so keep in mind that Brittany has been in this conservatorship um, since like 2008. Yeah. That was like, it's um, right after her outburst in 07. Correct. So in 2007 is when Brittany entered a salon in Los Angeles and ordered her bodyguards to close the blinds to prevent uh, the paparazzi from taking pictures of her before she shaved her own head. According to the salon's owner, one of the two bodyguards present to protect Brittany purposefully opened the blinds repeatedly, which allowed hidden photographers to take pictures of the, the now infamous like shots of her like shaving her head, yeah. right? Brittany was later hospitalized after numerous failed rehab stints and her estranged father, Jamie, because um, I'm like, her sister? Every time I see Jamie, I'm, and then that's Jamie Lynn Spears. Mm-hmm. That's her little sister. But Jamie Spears is her father. And he was rewarded $130,000 annually to take control of Brittany's life, basically. And within months, he had rehired the entire team that Brittany claimed had controlled and threatened her. And she released a new album and embarked on almost a year-long world tour. Every interview then, since then, has been pre-recorded. Like, she doesn't have any more live interviews. They're all pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, And mind you, when she shaved her head, one of the things that she said was that she did it because she always felt like people were touching her. And her hair was something that, like, people were always, like, grabbing and touching her hair. And it made her feel like she was getting rid of like everyone putting their hands on her. Right. She was also just like completely overworked and not in control. I'd also heard that another reason for it was that was like, she needed a moment where she was in control. Like she just Mm -hmm. needed, she needed that because she had been pushed around, changed around. I read something that was like, they made her change her singing voice, like everything. Yes. So Brittany, that's one of the things that's like some deep dive stuff is um, that Brittany naturally has a much lower voice, but her and Christina Aguilera were coming up at the same time and they both were from the Mickey Mouse Club and they're around the same age. They had 
starting out a very similar image. Yeah. But Christina is kind of known for those, like, or, like, you know, her low, like, she can do those low, like, she's sultry, right? That was, like, the thing they were pushing for Christina. So for Brittany, they were like, Brittany, you're going to do this, like, high-pitched, like, little girl kind of thing. And her first video, right? Baby One More Time, she's got the pigtails with the little fuzzies and the little schoolgirl outfit, right? It was very much Mm -hmm. pushing this, like, virgin, like, clean-cut, like, preppy little girl, right? Yes. And she tried to release an album after her, like, around the time of her conservatorship, maybe a few years into it, that was, like, that was, like, her voice, like, her natural voice and like, a more acoustic album, mm-hmm. uh, and the record label wouldn't let her put that album out. Yeah. So, mind you, she's been in this conservatorship for, like, 12 to 13 years, and a lot of what this means is, like, she doesn't, she doesn't, like, have access to the internet by herself, unsupervised. She doesn't have any say in her own medical care, so, like... All these, she's really, the thing about the candle and burning down the gym is she's a little loopy because she's on a ton of fucking meds that her father and doctor decided that she needs to be on because she doesn't have any say in what meds that she's taking. And those kind of keep her doped up. So she's not really with it. Right. One of the things is, like, if you saw, she did, I saw this video. This is where I first was like, oh, Brittany. And this is kind of what opened my eyes to it. This was, like, uh, last month. Um, And I just noticed this, but, like, I read an article about it later. And I was like, oh, that puts this in a completely different light. Which was that she posted this video for Pride Month where she said something about, like, I just want to thank all my friends and fans at the LGBT community. (laughs) Because she said at the LGBT community, at, like yeah. it was like an organization, right? But it was like really, she like her makeup, she had like raccoon eyes, you know, and like a messy pony. And she's just like, ah, like excited. And I, it was just a little like, I was just like, oh, Brittany. Like I just thought it was a little, like she's not put together, right? Um, But so <laughs> some of the comments... People were talking about her conservatorship and people were saying that she's being held hostage. And one uh, one of the things that people kept saying was like, if this is again, if you're being held against your will in your next Instagram post, post a picture in a yellow shirt. And all these people were like, if you need help, like post a picture in a yellow shirt. And then her next Instagram post was her holding a bouquet of flowers like, this is my favorite yellow shirt. And she's wearing a yellow shirt in it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that part at all. I saw the thing about her being like, at the LGBT community. And I was just like, oh, it sounds Right. Like so when I saw the posts later that were like, oh my God, she's like, have you seen her? And I was like, I saw that video, whatever. But then I saw those comments and then the other posts. And I was like... That is when it clicked for us. Because at first it was like, no, people are just, like, drawing. People are, like, making shit up, trying to make something where it isn't. But then I was like, what's going on with Britney? And I started to read about it. And I was like, oh, like, this sounds like it could be legitimate. Yeah, she Um, can't do anything. So wasn't it like her dad had conservators, like, full conservatorship for, like, the first two years or three years after she got out of rehab and then it went like it would go away but then he appealed to he a judge to have it indefinitely um right it is it was kind of indefinite so there is in august so next month she has another court appearance where mm-hmm. she can challenge it um so she hasn't gone to a lot of them a lot of people assume that it's because she's been drugged up 
and not yeah. allowed to go to these hearings. So, um, so in 2019, uh, Britney's Graham, which is a podcast that's all about, um, Britney's weird Instagram posts. Oh my god, I They love received that. a voice message from a verified source with information regarding Britney's conservatorship. The hosts of the podcast, uh, they're comedians, Barbara Gray and Tess Baker, or Tess Barker, excuse me, and they posted an emergency episode and the hashtag Free Britney Movement was born. Earlier last year, Britney canceled her second Las Vegas residency due to her father's alleged declining, uh, alleged declining health, but later walked into a court with her mother and stated that she was actually being held in a mental health facility against her will at the time. It was also revealed that Jamie had claimed that Britney has dementia when petitioning to take control of her affairs. But she's the judge so young. then ordered a review of the conservatorship. Britney's doctor died days later. What? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Died mm-hmm. of what? Murder. Mm hmm. <laughs> Britney's sons were recently granted a restraining order against their grandfather after he was physically abusive towards her eldest, and he stepped down as her lead conservator, again citing his bad health as the reason, replacing himself with his associate Jody Montgomery, who is currently being accused of conservatorship abuse unrelated to Britney. Over someone else that she had conservatorship of. Damn. Um, so... It'd be really impossible to put, like, I've, we've talked about a lot of stuff here, right? It's Mm -hmm. impossible to put all of it together. There's so, so, so much. But there is so much. Like, if you look into it, like, you Google it, go on Reddit, go on YouTube, like, you will find a ton of information about this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, some of the things that are rumors of these are ones that are a little less substantiated uh, are, like, men being paid to date Britney. Um, and then, like, use her children as leverage. Um, there is, she's basically a prisoner for 13 years, incapable of purchasing a bottle of water without permission, but well enough to endure three world tours, release four albums, and she committed to a four-year Las Vegas residency. Right? So if she's not well enough to take care of herself or, like, pick mm-hmm. her own doctor or what medicine she will or won't take. But, but she's, she's well enough to dance on stage eight nights a week. Eight nights a, eight nights a week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then remember, her doctor died, and that's weird. Uh, Super Miley sketch. Cyrus, Kim Petras, uh, who both happen to have the same manager as Britney, Cher, Paris Hilton, who's an old friend of Britney's, and others have all supported the hashtag Free Britney movement. Hmm. So there are like some like heavy hitters that are like, y'all, Britney is going through it. Like somebody, do somebody something. help her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get so her the, the next time that. So next month, August, is the next time that her conservatorship goes up for trial. And All right, bring we'll, us an update. Right, so we'll find out if it's going to go on or if it's oh done. Gosh. But, y'all, Brittany is, like, being held hostage. Like, it's crazy. And I never, I have to push, like, I never thought I would be a person who was, like, invested in Britney Spears. Like, I never really was into her growing up. Like, I... My eighth grade picture in the yearbook, there's uh, you, it, at my middle school, I assume most middle schools did this. The first page, there was like a picture of all the eighth graders because we're like the seniors of middle school. Mm-hmm. 
And I stood up at the very front and I had a t-shirt that said Spear Britney on it. Um, and then the yearbook came out and they blacked it out. So it just looked like I was wearing a black t-shirt. <laughs> but um, that's just to emphasize, like, I've never really been into Britney. So I'm not like, oh my God, I'm a huge Britney fan. And like, everyone get on board. But this is like some serious shit that I think there's a lot of weight to. So yeah, no, I definitely, definitely am part of this hashtag free Britney movement. I totally am on board. Dead time um, story and, supports hashtag free Britney. Yeah. And you guys should pay attention to this story because it is developing and it is insane. It's but juicy. yeah, there's a lot to look into. It's juicy. Um, you know who else is on a conservative conservative ship? Who? Amanda Bynes. That does not surprise me at all. And, and she you know, she's my favorite of the I celebrities know, who I had know. a mental you breakdown. I love her. <laughs> I love her. So, you know, she tattooed her face, right? You know, she has a I heart tattoo I on her face. I didn't know that. I didn't tell you. Oh, it's because me and Elena, we both follow her on Instagram. So Amanda <laughs> Bynes is back on Instagram, y'all. <laughs> y'all, Sarah loves Amanda Bynes. I do. And you know what? Part of me is like, I wonder if she's going to be, but no, she's, uh, she's crazy. Um, she has a tattoo on her face now. Mm-hmm. She was trying to fight her parents' conservatorship because she got engaged and she wants to get married. And one of the things you're not allowed to do when you're under that kind of a situation, nine times out of 10 is they don't permit you to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, yeah, she's, she's doing that too. I was like, I feel like, the times when I've heard of conservatorship happening has been with celebrities, child right. celebrities who, who grow up in the spotlight. That you know, other than like so and so's grandpa has dementia and now they have a conservatorship. Exactly. Right. That's how I would hear so, about it. That's how you hear about it. So yeah, this was totally crazy to me, and it was absolutely fascinating. So when Colleen had posted something about it, and I was like, oh my god, girl, I was already invested, and when I started reading about it, I was like, I'm absolutely talking about this on the podcast next week, because I read about it when we were at the woods. <laughs> when you we were in the woods. Yeah, we definitely, we have to keep this going, we have to, you have to keep us on with updates, and yeah. hashtag free Britney, y'all. Keep Amanda oh, where she is. Oh my god, speaking of updates, the new... Unsolved Mysteries is so good. It's on Netflix. Is it the one that they just put up? Because I watched the first episode and it made me cry a lot. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for the second one. The first one is definitely like the saddest. Okay, good. Because it has, oh, it made me cry. Are there any with children? I'm sure. Oh, probably. The first one was like, because that woman was really likable. Like the wife. And yeah. you're like, oh, I want to help you figure out what happened to your husband. And like they you're... just got married. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. I was like, I need to go to bed. I can't. Oh, I'm like. <laughs> so if any of you haven't watched the new Unsolved Mysteries, it's on Netflix. It is produced by the same people who made the original series. I found that out and thought that was really cool. That's cool. Um, it's very, they did a great job of modernizing it. There's no, like, there's no host and there's no, like, narrator. And instead of segments, like, each episode is its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because the old one was, like, there were segments. And the reenactments, they don't have, like, the cheesy reenactments. They do, like, B-roll of, like, 
just somebody like yeah. walking into a room and little things like that. They don't have like full reenactments that are like really cheesy. Because I went to watch, they have the original one on Amazon Prime. And I went to watch it before the new one came out. I didn't even know there was a new one coming out. And I was oh, just I like, ooh, Unsolved Mysteries. Huh? Well, I, I mean, when I, wa- when I was trying to rewatch oh, the old oh, one. Oh, 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 um, I was just like, I'm going to watch this. I'm so excited. And the theme song is creepy and I love it. But I was like, this show does not age well. So I was, when I watched the new one, I was really excited to see how they've like modernized the storytelling. And that update to the theme song is so sick. It is so good. Because it's the same music, but it's instead of like a MIDI file, it's like real music, like an orchestra. It sounds so incredibly good. And next season, apparently, they're going to have a ghost episode. I know. I read, yeah, I read the interview with the producer where they're like, yeah, we've already started with the second one. We just, like, we didn't, we're trying to do a little mix of everything, like, on the old show. And I'm like, ah, y'all are so great. I think my new obsession will be the other thing that I posted about in our Patreon-exclusive page uh, was the Osbournes ghost hunting show that's going to be coming to the Travel Channel. Oh, gosh. That's, I can't wait. Girl, that is going to be my new obsession. I'm going to be here for it. I cannot wait. I would love to watch the Osbournes hunt for ghosts. It sounds like such a rockin' good time. And the things we're all talking about are things that have already been posted in our Patreon-exclusive Facebook page for weeks, and we've been talking about them there. So if you want to get in on that, yes, all you have to do is support the show by giving us some money through our Patreon. It's true. So there are many, many, many ways that you can support our show. And of course, That's the true, best way that you can prefer. do that is by subscribing to our Patreon. Give we currently money. have $1, $5, and $15 tiers, but we're soon going to be reworking our our system. We will. We have some new content coming your way. It's really exciting, including like, yeah, new extra. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. We'll keep it. New it's content. new content. So it's exciting. I'm excited about it. And <laughs> then, of course, you can buy stuff from our website, which is deadtimestories with a Z dot com. And those are the best ways that you can do it with money. If you don't have money, of course, you can help us by leaving us a five star review on iTunes. That is the best way for people to find us and tell us if you found us that way and then left yeah. us a five star review. That'd be cool. Yeah. And of course, email us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. Sarah loves getting your emails. She's all about it. She's like twisting her hair right now and making a weird face because she's so That's excited about your emails. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it from me folks thank you guys for listening tune in next week for some more stupid spooky shit yeah sorry if parts of this episode were a little heavy and parts of it were weird but i'm not sorry if it opened your fucking eyes to what's going on with britney spears free hashtag free britney hashtag free britney yeah that's it done thank you thanks guys hashtag free britney hashtag annabelle all right we should be (laughs) that one still works I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead, Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 